What I've been doing is going to the sites of execution, so the places where these various different um, soldiers were shot, all along the Western Front, so sometimes in Flanders, Belgium, in France, all the way towards the border, and I'm hoping to find um, a couple in Germany as well. I'm working with different academics, so there's different people who have dedicated years and years worth of research to finding out about the stories of all these different soldiers. So for example, in Britain, I'm working with um, Julian Pukowski, who, is, who wrote the book Shot at Dawn, and he has focused on all the British cases. And so I'll work with him, talking about different cases, finding out if there are quite exact locations, because um, some of them just aren't even known about at all. I'm working with him, then Pete Heelans, who's the director of In Flanders Fields Museum, and he's been incredibly helpful because he's um, based out there in Flanders and he's always lived in that area. So he's, he's also gathered a lot of stories just from talking to different people. It's, you know, these stories have continued on through the families. Um, so in that case, I go out to Flanders, spend some time with him, look through different maps, aerial photos to locate exactly the sites um, where the executions happened. And then I'm going to these sites throughout the year at different times of year that echo the seasons in which they were shot and then I'm photographing at dawn. One of the challenges um, with deciding which cases to focus on, um, which people to, to focus on, has been really looking through all the different cases and thinking about what exactly it was that they did and I suppose I am more interested in the cases that feel like injustices, um, you know, not focusing on the, those who had murdered out, um, out in the field. However, there is a real complexity that lies within that as well, because really, at the time, all sorts of things might have been treated with capital punishment that wouldn't have now. So it's, it's, it's a sort of complex area. Well, it's been quite a, um, a varied process when I look into all these different stories and I'm researching with the different academics, um, reading about people's experiences, different diary excerpts, but then also the, the contrast of actually just being out in Flanders or in northern France. And, you know, when I go around in the day and I recce these locations and make sure I know where I'm going and everything, there's a sort of disconnect because in a sense I'm working and I'm just trying to find where I'm going tomorrow morning at 5.30 in the morning or 6 o'clock. But I have found that, you know, once I've woken up and in the darkness and stumbled out of my hotel room and I find my way to the location, then you set up the camera and you stop and it's that moment when you stop that actually you start thinking about what might have happened there. I am quite aware of the fact that in, in going to all these different sites, quite methodically, um, always at this time of day, um, that I am in a strange way and a quite uncomfortable way sort of re-enacting those, those events, um, partly because of the, this parallel that people often draw between photography and shooting, um, 
you know, taking someone's soul, um, memento mori, the moment that something, a moment dies, um, it's encapsulated in the image. So there is this parallel, much discussed in photography. Um, and I suppose now there's such a proliferation of images. There's this huge avalanche of images all the time that we're seeing. And so it, it, it can be quite difficult to know what you're contributing, like what's the point. Um, but I think that part of what I'm quite interested in this, in this project is I am sort of creating a visual archive of all these places, which hasn't really been done before. And although many people have written about the different cases, to have a visual archive is, is something particular. So it was quite a challenge um, making a body of work um, that was a series of landscapes because really all my work in the past has been about people and it's always been um, people within their landscapes. But actually, of course, this series of work is so much about the people. I mean, it's, that's the reason I'm photographing as the landscapes because something, a person has been executed there. So despite the fact that they don't feature, I feel like um, there's still a similar interest running through. But I think part of what I'm trying to achieve and in taking fairly sparse, empty images of really the absence of the person, that it's, it's giving the audience the opportunity to think about those things, um, not overcrowding them with information. But it's that absence that I think is quite thought-provoking. But I think that part of the Part of what's very interesting also about going to these sites and going to the points at which they'd been executed is the fact that, you know, the person has died 100 years ago, but actually the effects and the impact of what they're involved with, what they're involved in, continues on. And, and you know, the landscape is, is the physical remnant or the, the thing that still remains 100 years later.